This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy, who's back for the first time in, uh, it's been a minute, first time in the new year. Great to have you oh, with us. You. It's an exciting yeah. time for it's an exciting time for us and it's an exciting time for football fans as we have Championship Sunday this weekend, which means for me and for you, there's only three more games left in the Hallelujah. season. And I get to be a husband and a dad yeah. a little bit more mm-hmm. in mid to late February and March and all of that stuff. Our guest this week is Los Angeles Rams rookie linebacker Byron Young. I sat down with him before they went into the playoffs, so that was a couple weeks ago. They, the Rams lost that game to the Detroit Lions, who were in the NFC Championship game, and their quarterback, Jared Goff, was the Rams quarterback, so there was a lot of a lot of cool stuff in that game. But B.Y.'s story is, is pretty impressive. He was not recruited very heavily coming out of high school, so didn't go to college, didn't get a, a scholarship offer. Instead, he worked full-time at Dollar General, and after a while there, he walked on at Georgia Military, and then went to and then got an offer at Tennessee and this past year ended up being drafted by the LA Rams in the third round. Now you'll hear him talk about this, but there's another Byron Young who's a rookie who was also drafted in the third round and by the Raiders. So one gets drafted by the Raiders, one gets drafted by the Rams. This Byron Young thought when the Raiders were drafting him. Well, actually, his agent got a call accidentally because the team called the agent thinking they were calling this Byron Young. Oh, so wow. he thinks he's about to get drafted, and he doesn't. Fortunately, he only went seven picks later. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like he had to sit there and wait a whole other day or a whole other round. But mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. However, what I really want to get into and talk about is this. The fact that he had the, the perseverance to pursue his dream, but also to kind of work hard. And we talk about what it was like working. Like, here you are, you're dreaming about being a football player, you're out of high school, and and what's next? And you're working at Dollar General, and you're working there full time. And and not to knock that, it's a a difficult job. It's not an easy thing to do. And, And here he is, passionate still about work, but also passionate about finding a way to, to follow his dream and, and follow his calling and follow his purpose. And, and he had a great rookie season with the L.A. Rams. And it just makes me think about what God has planned for us sometimes doesn't go necessarily the way we envision, right? You grow up, you play football, you're in high school, you're highly looked upon as, as one of the, the, the better players and, and you're expecting to go on to college and get drafted and, and very few obviously get that chance, but it didn't work out that way. He had to wait. He had to pursue even more different opportunities and, and be even really dedicated to his craft and really work hard. And it makes me just think about what there's so many different Bible verses that, that talk about, Hey, you think about Jeremiah twenty nine. Is it Jeremiah twenty nine eleven? I should I should know it off the top of my head because mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. right outside in it in is. our in our walkway. Like yeah. for I know the plans I have yeah. for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not mm-hmm. to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Like that's that's one of my favorite Bible verses. You think about that. You think about Proverbs 
16.3, commit to the Lord whatever you do. Whatever you do, commit it to the Lord, and he will establish your plans. Think about that. Whatever you're doing, it may not be right now. If you have a dream, if you have a goal, if you have a vision, and you're not exactly where you think you should be or where you want to be, commit to the Lord what you're doing. Work as hard as you can. Don't take shortcuts. He will establish your plans. I love that story. It's a great story, honestly. How many times do we have dreams but just give up on it because the first sight of defeat or the first sight of, um, no, it's not going to work out, you just give up and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just do this for the rest of my life. Kudos to him for like not giving up. I mean, working at Dollar General is a job, but obviously it does not compare to being a football (laughs) player in any way, shape, or form. Not not many things do compare to being a football player. The the, Um, the career span is is usually short. But honestly, what an incredible thing to just take another stab at it. You know what I mean? And I think that's like something that a lot of us give up on. Like not just dreams, but there's things that God put in your heart right? Or things that he spoke to you or somebody like said a word to you and it's been years, right? It, it is, mm-hmm. has not come to pass yet. It's been years. And you're like, was that even true? Mm. Was that even like, is that really going to happen? Because it's been like seven years or whatever. Ha- is, I feel like you're is, getting personal here. No, but it's true though, because <laughs> it's, true. No, it's you're, true. You're not wrong. Yeah, we, And then we, you we, give up on it. You're, you're right. like, yeah. Uh, I think maybe it was just me. It wasn't the, really the Lord. Uh-huh. It was the Lord. It just that you give up on that word. You you did not really pursue it. You did not really lean into it because we really have to lean into what God gave us as a word, you know, and we have to really pursue it. Don't just give up on it and just say, nah, that's probably my imagination. You know, it wasn't your imagination. It was really him. God has no time frame, has no <laughs> timeline. He doesn't care how long it takes. Sometimes it takes you 10 years here, but for him it's 10 seconds. You know, it, it doesn't It doesn't matter how long it takes. It just matters that you believe and you continue to believe because it's all faith. It's all nothing but faith. And you just have to keep on the faith, you keep, know. Keep working. Keep, keep, keep working. Keep working on it. Keep not giving up. Like, that's awesome that he tried again. He took another chance. He didn't give up. Took a different road, right? Yeah. He, so what he, if he had given up? He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be here right now. He wouldn't be experiencing the success that he's having now. and Using his talent. Using the talent. that God gives us talents and yeah. skills, and we shouldn't waste them, and we shouldn't. And, and uh, you know, I said to you, uh, it sounds a little personal, because mm-hmm. I was feeling it. As you're saying it, I'm, I'm thinking there's some things, and, mm-hmm. and there are some some visions and some goals and some dreams and yeah. sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah. Life gets in the way. Work gets it like work can get in the way of other work or other goals yeah. or other things that you hope to accomplish or to seek and sometimes it takes the back burner but I th- I think about here's another verse he who put a uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a good, good work word in in, yeah. in you will see it through completion, until yeah. completion mm-hmm. think about that one because when you have great intention and you're committed to God's will mm-hmm. if you work hard at it you can't we can't expect the thing is we can't expect it like Byron didn't go to work at Dollar General stop working out stop pursuing football and doing the things that he needed to make sure his body was able to handle the rigors of football 
but he also didn't stop looking at ways, an alternative path. Okay, maybe I didn't get a scholarship, a full ride to a big-time program. Okay, I'm going to go a different route. Walked on a Georgia military, earned his way, got the attention of, of different people. Sometimes we have to go take a different road. Sometimes we don't, we got to take the tougher road, the harder road. People aren't going to hand you things mm-hmm. all through life. And, and I'm, I'm looking at you saying this because I, I kind of feel like sometimes I may feel, all right, entitled mm-hmm. to something. We all feel right? entitled. We may, we may feel like oh, mm-hmm. our resume speaks for itself mm-hmm. or what we've done yeah. is is good enough and we should be. And, and sometimes like in this, in my industry and for a lot of people, depending on what you do, it's who you know more than what you can do and what you know. It's yeah. not always your talent or your skill. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it just comes down to, do you know the right person? I personally believe that God connects you to the right people at the right time. Mm. So you could be as talented as you could be, um, but I'm a believer that when it when it's the right time, God is going to make one connection for you. You're one connection away from your end goal and the way the way he does it is that if you're like your heart is prepared and you've been prepared and you've been doing the work and the funny thing is the work comes into like i'm gonna just i mean i'm not knocking dollar general but i'm just gonna say like god takes you through the dollar general phase in your life (laughs) to get to that nfl season and it's very true because sometimes he gets you through the season that you're like lord seriously what i'm doing right now has nothing to do with my end goal like i don't know why you have me here i don't know what i'm doing here this doesn't make any sense and has nothing to do with my end goal but here i am and then the the, he's always gonna say well because i just want to see like how like are you prepared for what i have prepared for you like are you ready for what i have for you I mean, you ha- like you know, you have to go through the desert to get to your promised land. You always have to go through it. Like, and you know, <laughs> I think that's so it's relatable. Just, I think a lot of people yeah. listening right now may feel that way that you're not where you you're not where your end goal is. Yeah. But if you take it from a perspective of, I hate this. I don't want to be here, and and just give up. You're never going to get no, there. He, you know, he said, count it all joy. Mm. So even if you're in a desert. Even if you're in a desert, count it all joy. So your dollar general of times, your dollar general hours or years, and sorry, dollar general, but I'm just saying those years, count it all joy. So you must praise even in a desert. You must praise God in anything, in any circumstance, because he'll get you through it. He just wants to see your heart. He wants to see if you're ready for your promised land. He wants to see if you're able to withstand what's happening or what's coming your way, because it's a blessing. Everything God God has good things for His kids always. I'm looking at some other Bible verses that can be relatable to this kind of little teaching and this kind of conversation. And Habakkuk two, I love saying Habakkuk. Habakkuk, Habakkuk two, uh, verse two. The Lord answered me, "Write the vision, make it plain make it on tablets, yeah. so He may run who reads it." I know you're big on writing the vision I love down. Habakkuk two, writing too. the goals write, down. Write the vision, make it a plan. Write a vision, make it a plan. It's very simple. You write your vision, make it a plan. So what does it mean? It says you have a vision, right? God gives you the vision. Write it. But then make it a plan. What's the plan to execute whatever the vision is? God will see you through. Even if it takes years, even if it takes whatever, it's going to come to pass. Because if he give it to you, if it's in your heart, 
I guarantee you my vision for my life is not your vision for your life. I guarantee you my plan for my life is not your plan for your life. Therefore, my plan came from God. It's not, you know what I mean? My plan is different than your plan. Whoever is listening to us, everybody's plan is different. Everybody's vision is different. As a family, our vision is the same. But other families out Mm. there, their vision is different for their family. But our vision, God gave us the vision for our family to do certain things, to reach certain people, to to minister to certain people, to do things differently than certain people. That is our vision that God gave us. And that's why we have to continue to pray over that vision and, and and see you know god in it in every single way and that's how that's how i know it's from god because it's different than other people's vision you know it's it's unique to me and you every everyone's you know? got we we all have a calling we all have a purpose we all have a different way that we can if we're working in ministry that we can touch people's lives that we can impact people's lives i have one more for you here that i want to read ecclesiastes 5 3 mm-hmm. i'm going to read two versions the esv and then the nlt for a dream comes with much business mm-hmm. right you have a dream you have a goal mm-hmm. it comes with much you, you got to work at it mm-hmm. and a fool's voice with many words mm-hmm. and here is the nlt completely different too much activity gives you restless dreams too many words make you a fool and continuing when you make a promise to god don't delay in following through for god takes no pleasure in fools keep all the promises you make to him it is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it i'm just thinking about the part where it's if for a dream comes with much business and then a fool's voice with with many words if if we talk too much and don't take enough action we're not going to be able to fulfill our goals, to fulfill okay. our dreams, to we got to work at it. We got we can't just sit there and say I want this, I want that, and and do nothing about it. Oh no, you can't just do like like he what he did. Like he he has a dream to become an NFL player, player right? But he didn't just sit there at home and yeah. and cry about it. He still worked out. He still went to work. He still did something because. So God, I'm a believer of when you take a step, God takes a step. Like when you take a when you take and the initiative he also takes initiative with you but if you just sit there like there's a lot of uh, christians out there there i mean i mean i'm guilty of it too just pray about it all the time but don't take any action yeah you know and they think that that's the right thing to do like okay no god said to just pray about no he said to pray about it (laughs) but take an action even if the action has nothing to do with the prayer go work somewhere go do something volunteer for god's sake do something it's, it has to have a physical action attached to the prayer. That's just how it is because God is activated yeah. in that. Like, you know, because you never know when you go work at the Dollar General, who who's going to walk in that door. Right. Who is going to say hi to you? Who is going to connect you to somebody? You don't know that. But God wants you to step out because when you step out, he's going to use someone else to answer your prayer because God answers prayers through people. I love that. Before I'm going to blow your mind before we go to the, the conversation and go to a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron is the youngest of, I forgot if it's 11 or 13 siblings. Mm. Yeah, that's, mm. he'll tell us. Uh, we, I asked him about it, but cool. that, that's that's a whole lot in one oh, family. So I'm amazing. not sure if it's 11 or 13. Oh, I, he's I co- like the David in that family. I, I, that's comple- so cool. I completely forgot, but if you want to stay tuned and hear Byron <laughs> Young, he'll let you know oh, more amazing. about his and his journey and his his career and and this season with mm-hmm. the LA Rams you're listening to Faith on the Field show 
Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. This is Derrick Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched since 2017, April 2017. So we're coming up on our seven-year anniversary. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. Please tell as many people as you'd like. Follow us on all of our social media. If you'd like to be a sponsor for our show, help our ministry grow, help us get into as many markets as we possibly can. Reach out to us at team at faithonafieldshow.com. Byron Young, our guest, had an outstanding rookie season for the LA Rams after he was drafted in the third round. He was an outside linebacker, had eight sacks. His career journey, as we talked about earlier in the show, is quite impressive, and we get into that conversation. Didn't get an offer at first to go to college, worked at Dollar General, went to Georgia Military, then got a chance at Tennessee. So you'll hear it from Byron Young. Here's that conversation. Tell me about your journey, man. Everybody talks about where you came from, what it was like, and how you got to this point and have the success you're having. Could you have even envisioned that, B.Y., back when uh, you were working at Dollar General? Um, you, know, you know, just how everything played out, I couldn't say, you know, I, I can't envision that. You know, I, you know, it was just something that um, I never stopped working at and I always wanted to do. You know, I always, you know, imagine myself being, you know, in the NFL and, like, playing at, you know, um, in the highest level, you know, that you could play at. So it's just like, you know, it's a it's an amazing journey and, you know, it's a blessing, you know, just to be here. You and the path that you took, I, I mean, you go back to growing up, the youngest of 13 siblings. Just what are the challenges in that of itself? Before you even think about getting to the NFL, I couldn't even imagine being having 13 so I have one brother and I have two daughters now but to being a family that large I mean what are those challenges what are those obstacles like do you even think about football at that point I mean it's just like you know I'm doing I'm being the youngest so like it wasn't like all 13 at one time and just like you know a lot of us in the house you know that's that's how it's kind of sound when it kind of presented but it was more like you know just me being young is everybody looking after me, you know, I'm having, you know, people to look up to big brothers or the sisters. So it's like, you know, it, it was great. You know, I love it. Um, just, just, just role models, you know, just role models to look after. So I, I really enjoyed it. You know, at, at what point did you fall in love with football? Like realize that this is something that I, I want, I want to do. I want to pursue. Oh, I always loved football growing up, but you know, um, uh, when I got in third grade, when I started playing, um, that's when I really fell in love with it. Um, I always been like an athletic guy and I feel like I, I could have, you know, you know, just played amongst the best, you know, and playing the league. So that's what I always wanted to do, you know, always was my dream, you know, and normally like that's, you know, that's the child's dream. A lot of times they want to play in the NFL, NBA, but that's kind of how it was, you know, I always, I wanted to do that. So. And then obviously we know the story, right? You you don't have too many offers coming out of high school and you, you end up, you're, you're working as an assistant manager at Dollar General. I know you have some other jobs too as well, but 
What, what what did that entail for you? Was that a full time thing? Were you working uh, forty hours a week? Like, what were you doing there? And 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 what? How difficult is it to just kind of have that have that kind of job uh, coming out of you know as young as you were at that time? Yeah, um, yeah, it was a full time job working forty plus hours a week. Um, you know, just for my age and the position I was in, it was it started off kind of difficult. Then I kind of got the hang of it, and you know. Um, it it was a lot on my plate at the time, you know, I enjoyed the job, but, you know, definitely wanted to, you know, uh, move on and, you know, to, to something that I always wanted to do, you know, and that's what I did, you know, that's, that's what made me really make that move working at that job. It kind of set me up, you know, and, you know, just taught me a lot. Who was there when you were at Tennessee, like who was there helping you? Who can you, can you look at it as kind of helped you become the player that you are now that was able to get drafted in the third round by the LA Rams. Um starting off with my uh position coach Ronnie Garner, he he just never gave up on me. You know, he always saw something in me. Um, you know, and I, I thank him, you know, I can't thank him enough because he he definitely believed in me. You know, I, I came I came in there, uh struggled, you know, early on and he always, you know, you know, uh, was there for me and always motivated me to, you know, be the best I could be, you know, and, you know, always was in my corner, still in my corner. So I, you know, I love that guy, man, you know, all respect to him. And, you know, he's definitely that, that really shaped my career and got me where I'm at. Even on draft day, the Raiders draft Byron Young, uh, at 78th overall, a different Byron, like, (laughs) What went through your mind as that as that's happening? I, I know some people were confused. How about yourself? Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that was an awful time because um my agent takes me and he was like, Congratulations, um, you got drafted by the Raiders. And I was just sitting there by the text him. I got happy. I was like, What about the text him? Like, how you know they didn't call me yet? They said, Oh, never mind. They text the wrong agent. And he was upset then. I knew the pig was about to come up, so I was like, in my mind, I was like, should I turn off the TV? You know, my family with me, because I didn't say anything. I was really upset. Then, like, the pig came up and they said my name, and I finally started cheering. I was just like, no, that's not me. But it was, it was, it was really heartbreaking. I was just thinking, if I would not get drafted that night, it would have been a story to tell. You know, you know, to my kids. But you know, thank, thankfully, the LA Rams came back and got me. So. Yeah, it was only seven picks later. So you didn't have to stick around or, or wait too long. Yeah. You, you end up going to L.A. This is a team that people thought was going to be rebuilding this year. And here you are. You're in a playoffs getting ready as a 60 to, to take on Detroit this week. And, I mean, I look at yourself, eight sacks, Kobe Turner, third-round pick, nine sacks, two rookies, both in the third round. The Rams got 17 sacks out of you guys. You guys kind of push each other. Is there a competition among each other? Oh yeah, we all we definitely push each other. Um, we was talking before coming the game, talking about you know that we're gonna uh, set the record. We're gonna beat each other to the quarterback. You know, get these sacks. But you know, me and Kobe, man, you know, I trained with him. I trained with him pre-draft. That's the funny thing. I trained with him pre-draft, and you know, we got to know each other. Then when we got drafted to the same team, we Facetime each other the night of. You know, just happy and excited, you know, and just you know learning from him, man. You know, he's a really smart guy, and you know, every day, you know, he try to help me be the best I could be. So I appreciate him. How much do you guys look at this opportunity this week going into a game where there weren't a lot of expectations for the LA Rams coming into the season? So do you kind of feel like, hey, we've already accomplished a lot, but people aren't still thinking that we can can do more damage. Let's go out there and surprise everybody. Let's go like shot, kind of be that team that nobody wants to face. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like just, you know, what I love about our team, you know, just expectations, you know, um, that's how I live by that all my life. You know, nobody expects a lot out of me. So I, I that's why I work at my best when people don't expect nothing out of me. They're not talking about me. You know, I'm the underdog. I love that. So just as our team just come into the season, feeling the same way, you know, everybody down this and it, I, we love it. You know, it just we know the work we're putting in and, you know, now it's paying off, you know, now it's paying off and, you know, we just preparing for this weekend, you know, um, go do what we do, you know, so. Who are some of the guys in the league now that you kind of look at it as you want to, you want to get to their, not necessarily be it, you know, get to their level, but kind of emulate in a way. You look at the edge position, you got Micah, you got Miles Garrett, uh, TJ Watt, there, uh, Max Crosby. There's a lot of great players at that position. And to even have a conversation with you, eight sacks as a rookie, that speaks to what you've been able to accomplish. But who, who do you look at? Do you take anything from their games? Oh, yeah, for sure. Michael Parson, man. I love his motor. You know, since I was in college, I always paid attention to him. You know, um, fast guy, strong, you know what I'm saying? Just be having his way. So he's definitely a guy I definitely was keying for years. Him, um, Rashawn Gary, um, TJ Watt, um, them guys, man, just they motor and they – you know, determination to get to the quarterback. That, I'm trying to get that mindset and just be determined like them and just already have in my mind, you know, the type of, you know, rush I'm going to have and just go do it, you know, just trying to get like them guys. What's Sean McVay like to play for? Uh, we, we see the energy. We see a guy who, like, he can remember plays that they ran five, six, seven years ago. I yeah, wish it's it's mind-blowing to me. It, that That's crazy. That part is really crazy because, you know, when – the funny thing about it, when that first started happening, when he just started, like, just remembering stuff, I thought it was kind of normal at first. I I thought people didn't talk about it, and somebody, everybody just kept saying stuff. I was like, I knew I wasn't the only one that noticed that. Like, the way he had just, like, after the game, I'm talking about he had just stayed to play on defense and stayed to play on offense. I'm talking about these long plays, and it's just not, like, easy plays. And he and then he brought up Super Bowl year and just talking about plays, that, that play, and just saying the whole play, and where everybody just amazed and just, and it just, you know, it just the type of guy he is, man, he he's, you know, I love that guy, man. He He's really caring. You know, he's about the team. He's about the players, you know. Um, he definitely about taking care of the players and about, you know, I'm saying, making sure we're okay. He always checking up on us, you know, making sure, you know, we're doing good, mental right. So I, I really appreciate him. He's a great guy. And, you know, um, I'm just thankful that he's my head coach, you know, just to see Everything he's doing right now, you know, I always knew he was a great coach and just experiencing, you know, firsthand is just, you know, definitely a dream come true. We always talk about the head coaches, but those the the position coaches are really the guys working with you day in and day out in those meeting rooms, helping you kind of uh, hone your craft and, and get to where you are. Well, what has that been like for you with the Rams? No, it was good. You know, my coach, Joe Coniglio, he's a great coach, you know, um, I like him, you know, because he's definitely a type of guy that he he try to adjust uh, to the player and he try to help the player as best they can. That's what he did with me, like just coming on here, you know, struggling a little bit. But he definitely was always there and make sure, you know, any questions, don't be afraid to come ask. And his door is always open. So that part really made me more comfortable. And just seeing that from a position coach, you don't always see that. So he's definitely a guy that always check up on me, you know, check up on me all the time, just to text me on my day off, ask me how I'm doing, how I'm feeling, you know, how my body feeling, you know, he does that, you know, 24 seven. So that, that shows me a lot, you know, and he cared more about the player than just the game. I know you're a God first guy, man. What does that mean to you? 
Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian for sure. You know, uh, I give God all the glory. You know, I, I'm not ashamed of it. You know, um, he's got me here and he's continued to look over me and look over my family. So that one thing I, I, I make sure the first thing I do is carry God with me everywhere I go. Um, you know, just a testimony to my journey. And, you know, th that's God when you look at it. You know, that's just not, you know, just me being me, but that's God, you know. So, you know, I'll give him all the glory. Hey, good luck to you guys, and hopefully uh, see you uh, down the road at some point, B.Y. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. That's it for this week. Thank you to Byron Young. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on the Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Harry Egg Breakfast Sandwich, made with two farm-fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll, makes mornings simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Lysio rolls and feature Dietz & Watson premium meats and cheeses, freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's Dairy Stores, our family, your hometown deli.